Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate. It's Friday the... the I was going to say the 11th. That's tomorrow. The big day tomorrow <laughs> is Remembrance Day. But uh, today is the 10th of November 2023. The end of what is... Been or what has been an absolutely huge week of racing, Sammy Highland. Uh, Cup week, it's always a big one. Good afternoon to you. Hello, Chris O. Yes, it's uh, welcome back. And wow, well, we, what a week it's been. It's uh, it's just a big go, isn't it? Full it's a, on. It's uh, heavy. It's a heavy week. So, uh, but. You were yawning a little early last, on. Last, last one uh, tomorrow. And let's just. It's just, you know, even on the days that you're not doing trackside, and I've been doing trackside on the off days, but you're obviously then watching on the big days. You're, you're watching and punting on the big days. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, um, um, when when uh, halfway through December comes around, I can have a few quiet weeks, Chris. So I'm <laughs> going to look forward to it. Going to look forward to it. Um, sure. Did you get the cup winner? I did what not. Your, well done to you. Well done to you. Uh, you were all over that horse. I, I tell you what, from that gate, I did not think it would. Uh, I thought it would be three wide the trip and it wouldn't run the trip and how wrong I was. And Mark Zara, well oh. done to him because he just gave that horse a beautiful ride in the Melbourne Cup. He, he, he knew exactly what he wanted to do, put it asleep well back in the run and... Yeah, I, I think there was too much pressure for Vauban. I, I reckon on reflection, um, he rode it a bit close. And, you know, I think he's the world's best jockey, Ryan Moore. But I reckon he rode it a bit close with how quick they went, that especially that first half mile. And then the horse was just just under the pump that little bit all the way through the run. He never looked comfortable. And then when he presented him on straightening, he was out of carrots. And um, But, gee, gee, there was a lot of disappointing runs in it. And, you know... I think, uh, you know, when you've got a horse that looks desperately unlucky uh, running second that misses the start by three lengths mm. and then um, and then you've got a horse like True Marvel running eighth, beaten six lengths. Um, his last win was back in March in a maiden hurdle at Hamilton. Wow, we. I mean, you know, I, I could not get it more wrong, the Melbourne Cup. And so, uh, I I just had no idea. And, I, and, and as I say, on reflection... Uh, you know, thinking, gee, how'd you get that so wrong? I, I was going through all those things, and I'm going, well, I can't have Sulkham because he, he misses a start and he, he's not fair income. I can't have this horse because I don't think he's good enough. Shiraz has never, never run any good on a good track, right? Never. It, it has never won in Australia. It turns up and runs third in the Melbourne Cup. And and well done to Bowie Mertens. He gave that horse a great ride from Barrier 22. So, I mean, these are the things that that I sort of went back over and thought, well, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, clearly, um, clearly you just got to give him a chance because it's, it's – how did those horses run like they did? So Vauban's finished behind those horses. Exactly. So is there a chance that Vauban can go into the sausage file later in the show? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going – well, I, I just think f- I, I felt it when mm. I was watching the race live that he, that he had it too close. Yeah. And – and you know, I think that's a valid excuse for the horse. But I mean, he maybe he left it on the track. I mean, I I kept talking about how well his track work had been. Like the horse is breaking eleven at the end of his gallops 
you know, which is huge. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 then you sort of go, where was but, that on Melbourne Cup day? I mean, and and you know, when then when you look where the winner came from, he was out the back, resting, resting, resting. A beautiful ride through the field. You know, he, he had the fresh legs at the end of it, where a lot of those horses that were were on speed, they they had nothing to give at the end of it. Uh, look, I've always had a bit of a set against the internationals, and not just this year. I've, I can go back every year I can remember because I just you just don't know. They can do everything on the track. They, there's always one that's the you know reincarnation of Farlap that's going that well. But they haven't done it here, yeah. and you just don't know what they're going to do here. And the firmer tracks don't work in their favour a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and not that it was firm because it was pretty soft early in the day. They were throwing a bit of dirt around. But by the time they got to the race, it was probably a good four. But you just don't know. So I always think you're just betting a little bit blind. You're just going on all the hype. I mean, Oscar Schindler's one. You can name them all going back. There's been quite a few of them. Yeah. And here's another I, I one. Suppose, um, Some win. I but... suppose I was, uh, you know, just the, the way the horse was working yeah. was so impressive. And uh, his wins, you know, the, the fact that you, you're lining him up against the horse like Max Dynamite, who Willie Mullins fought over, this horse would would – beat Max Dynamite out of sight. So you And Max Dynamite ran second. So you're sort of going, you know, Willie Mullins has been here a few times. He's he's bringing the right horse. He got in on the right weights. You know, he ticked lots of boxes. He did. You know, but but um, uh, he wasn't good enough. And, uh, no. yeah, I was uh, way off the mark, way off the mark. And uh, like I say, I, I didn't think that the winner would get the run that he had. And, uh, well done breaks. to well done to Mark Zara because it, it was just a, a perfect ride. It certainly was uh, great for Queensland with the form stacking yes. up from the winter, uh, with uh, without a fight winning both cups. Uh, it's been a great a great summer a great sorry spring carnival for uh, for winter carnival horses out of Queensland and uh, yeah couldn't have been uh, any happier with the results. Uh, the Derby was an exciting finish. The Oaks yesterday was a she, she looks good. So Dozy, she's a beauty. Turn of foot, and- hey? Uh, it's, um, yeah, I was, I was on, uh, trackside uh, a couple of days ago with, uh, Mickey Gannon on Wednesday, Mickey Gannon and, uh, Mitchie Lewis. And, and we were talking about the Oaks and it's, I reckon it's so important that, that, that you get the miles into the legs and a couple of preparations under your belt going into these races. And that's exactly what Zardozzi had had. She's a winner and, uh. I mean, a she beautiful, put the writing on the wall in the wakeful, didn't she? Beautiful a... ride by James McDonald. He he's had a great carnival. He's a jet, James McDonald. He's uh, he's just riding with so much confidence. And yeah, I think uh, well, we've still got Saturday to go, Chris. And it's so, a massive day. Three Group Ones, three million dollars each. Bit bit light on those fields. I would have but, thought. I I don't think it's a good idea what they've what they've done there. I I think um oh, yeah and. I'll tell you what else was a bit lighter. Mm-hmm. tell you what else was a bit lighter. Saying that there was 47,000 people on Oaks Day, are they, were they counting both legs on people? Because oh. I tell you what, <clears throat> I've been going to the races for a long time, and if there was 47,000 people at Flemington on Oaks Day, I'll walk to Melbourne and back. I'm telling you, that 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 the same, purple, same people that was... Uh, Doing the doing the uh, gate takings at Oakbank for years and years. Uh, I think um, I think they were at Oaks Day on on Thursday because I t- I I tell you what there was not forty seven thousand people there. They, they are taking the Mickey there for sure. All right, now let's just start before we uh, chat about news etc. Let's just go back and have a listen uh, after without a fight 
that uh, failed in last year's Melbourne Cup and there were excuses. He turned up at Eagle Farm on the 27th of May in the Lord Mayor's Cup. As they go down towards the 200 metres on Lutzies, given its head, race to the lead from Seat of Power. Big boy Roy just folk looking without a fight, charging home. Lutzies in front is all out without a fight, charging, looking without a fight. Went right through the field, raced away and bolted in. What a win! Big Lutzies, photo third. So fair to say, Sammy, he beat Lutzies. And we know Lutzies goes okay, but he's no superstar and he finishes in the placings more often than he wins. Um, no disrespect to Luncey's owners. Uh, so then he turns around, or then he turns up on the 10th of June in the Q22. Could he replicate that turn of foot? Without a fight, starts to wind up. Beyond the centre of the track, he starts to put in big strides and non-conformist was the widest runner. It's still Serpentine calling the shots of the Q22. Luncey's and here comes, without a fight, he's got wings. Without a fight, raced up, dashed away. Non-conformist emerging for the ruck, then Luncey's, but mine about the only boys and girls, because without a fight, is awesome. He's down, won the Q22 and won it brilliantly. Now, it was then I thought, oh, this hook course uh, is the one to look out for in the spring. Uh, he's just so good to the eye. And me not being big on ratings, I'm all about what you see with your eyes. I thought he was fantastic. So he turns up first up in the Underwood, and he got a bit too far back, but he made nice ground. That's 1,800 metres. Uh, so then he goes to the Caulfield Cup. What happened there? Right you are, who you're mailed into the straight from Valiant King, West Wind Blows, break up. They were followed by Bois d'Argent, without a fight and Gold Tripper running on. West Wind Blows at the 200, without a fight runs on, lays in on top of Gold Trip. West Wind Blows 100 to go, without a fight coming at it, without a fight. West Wind Blows, the hits in unison, without a fight, without a fight for the Caulfield Cup. Narrowly from West Wind Blows and Gold Trip. You didn't want to hear that one again, did you, Sammy? <laughs> West Wind Blows. <laughs> And then, of course, again, almost double figures in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it was too good. 400 metres to go. It's absurd moving up on the outside for Zach Purden. A length in front, but without a fight, is running on right down the centre of the track. Without a fight, up to absurd bow and declare and Shiraz the bolter. It's without a fight. 100 metres to go. Two or three lengths in front. Coming away from Shiraz and also Sulcum. Without a fight, Mark Zara, a Melbourne Cup. If I'm ever struggling to make a decision in my life, I'm going to ring Mark Zara because he tends to get it right. Gold trip last year, jumps off without a fight this year. I think we should just follow uh, whatever Mark Zara rides next year. Cause he's, yeah, uh, he's uh, he, well, he made the right call and well done to he and, and Reese Murphy, uh, his manager. Yeah. Reese has been with Mark for a long time and um, yeah, they, they uh, I tell you what, they absolutely nailed it and and and. Then, as I say, Mark went out and, and rode uh, just a, a beautiful race. And, uh, you know, we see it time and time again in, in the Melbourne Cup with rides exactly like that. Back in the field, cut Glenn the Boss. corner, through the middle. Maccabi yep. Diva. It's, yeah. it's, it's uh, I tell you what, with 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 a ride like that, um, you know you're always going to be in the finish, that's for yeah. sure. No. All right, so that's the Melbourne Cup done and dusted for another year. Some local news, Jimmy Orman, Sammy. Jimmy Orman and, you know, he went over to uh, the, uh, United Amid, Arab, the United Arab Emirates, commonly known to people who can talk properly as the UAE, <laughs> for a couple of weeks uh, to fill in for Michael Costa's regular jockey. Well, he rode five winners at Jebel Ali last week. Jabal Ali Jimmy, they were calling yeah. him. Jabal Ali Jimmy. So he rides this week and then he's coming home. So you can bet your life we'll have him on 
next week. That is fantastic. So uh, well done to Jimmy. Bit of spending money at the Gold Soup. Oh, how'd uh, that be? Yeah, we love that. Um, and that's good on an international stage for him to get recognised oh, as well. Definitely. I mean, people notice that, so that, that's just great. Uh, Elion Chavez, remember him? Yes. Riding for Adam Campton, went away. He's back. He's back riding as of next week, so looking forward to seeing him back in action. We uh, need to get him back on Prolific Journey. Um, <laughs> oh, what's it called? Pro- prolific Malady. I'm, I'm, it ran yesterday at, uh, at the Switch, and I backed it again. Oh, it's, well, he's what? back. That's, I know, well, maybe I that's why he's come back. Yeah, I think so. We need we need to get Laurie to put him back on and give that horse a spin. Oh. Last Saturday at Eagle Farm, Ekaterina was a highlight winning again. She's uh, back to her best. Uh, Tenzing broke through, Sammy. He was nearly in the sausage file. Nearly in the sausage file. Fifth position was, and he nearly won last week, but he just got scared of the post again. So Tenzing won, and good return in the last race from Gowonji. Good to see him oh. back running second. But he's... Next start, uh, Sammy. I think you declared him last week, didn't you? If that wins, I'm I'm out of trouble. Uh, I am out of trouble. So I just got deeper and deeper. I'll tell you what else won. Octavia, that cockroach. Uh it I had it in the sausage file. Of course, put it in the sausage file, comes out and beats you. Unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> that might be our first sausage winner. Unbelievable. All right. Now I know we've waffled on, but let's have a little bit more of a waffle. I've got something to talk about. We've had plenty of discussions over the last couple of months about some of these Sydney races um, happening during the spring and invading some of the space that the Melbourne Carnival has. And I'm okay with a fair bit of it. I know you're not full stop, but I'm okay with some of it. I reckon Caulfield Guineas Day is a great day now, and there's some other days that are good. It doesn't really worry me that much. However, Tuesday did. These races at Ramwick, Little Dance, Big Dance and Barn Dance, worth $3 million or whatever they were worth. I think that's just. I think it was ridiculous and totally unnecessary. Yeah. Ah. Uh, well. I mean, it's, uh, it's, does know. anyone care? I mean, you you've got horses that are only average they running do. for three million dollars. I mean, it just seems ludicrous. In the world we live in, it's just silly money. It's just throwing money at well, average horses. Well, we'll just see how sustainable it's it is. Not. You know, if they're if you know if they're so good and that's what they need to do to take the, the Melbourne audience. Um, yeah, we'll just see how long it can go for. So, yeah, there was a local paper in I mean, Sydney, I mean, I can understand. that They are they are desperately jealous of, of Melbourne, of what Melbourne's got and have been for a long time. I, I totally understand all of that. So then they go up and... But, yeah, we'll see We'll see how long it can keep going for and, and how effective it is at, at bringing... Um, and, and, you know, proof will be in the pudding at the end of the day in, in the big picture... Um, when they have, you know, big crowds week in, week out. So it's, uh, but, you know, it's, I, I, do you know what? I don't even watch it. And, and I'll tell you how ridiculous, you know, that this, this business of um, going back to last Saturday, um, you know, had a few people around. We're obviously punting all over the place and I, you're changing the channel from channel 10 yep. to channel 7 to watch Sydney races in channel 7 to channel 10 yep. to watch Flemington yep. to then... Um, you, you know, you've got this tally on this and this tally on that. I mean, how, how is that any good? How is that any good? And do you know what? I didn't even watch the last four Sydney races because I got sick of it. Got got sick of the whole changing channels and rah rah. It's just, it's just. Crazy. I mean, the winner of the big dance was a horse called Attractable, and nothing against the owners. I mean, I'd love to win it myself with all that prize money, 
But it's last, before that run, it ran fourth at Rose Hill, first at Coffs Harbour. There's a, a second, a fourth <laughs> at Randwick in a benchmark 88. And they're running around for $3 million. It just doesn't seem right. And what really, what really annoyed me was I read that one of the local Sydney papers on the Monday or the Sunday, you know, they had the big sweep page for the yep. Melbourne Cup. Yes. They had a sweep yes. page on the, on yep. the big dance. Yeah. I mean, that's just real. Well, it's, it's un-Australian, oh. isn't it? It's, 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 I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the Melbourne Cup is, is, uh, but you know, further to that, Chris, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, that there was not much talk at the school uh, where my kids go no. about about the Melbourne Cup. Um, uh, I was with Ben and Karen on Melbourne Cup Day. They had a function there at at Gallopers and and uh, Willow Hudson and Imogen came after and and. Uh, Willow said they watched the Melbourne Cup, which I think is a fantastic thing. And right. I said to to Nicole when I went home that night, you know, it's at uh, at the school that Willow and Hudson go to. Willow saw, watched the Melbourne Cup. I think that's that's a great thing. You know, our kids our kids didn't get to watch it. It's Australian tradition. It's history. Well, it's you know, history. It's. it's uh, no. I think that's sad. Yeah, I don't. couldn't agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more. Today's guest on the show will be Tony Gollan of course, has Antino going around in the five diamonds at Rose Hill tomorrow. There's another one of those races. This one's only worth $2 million. Uh, Now, racing action continues every day, of course, across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And I can tell you, we are racing at the Sunshine Coast tonight. Ooh, the traffic will be good about now. <laughs> tomorrow, we race at Doombin. We also race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. And we race on the poly track at the Gold Coast. Cooktown Cup tomorrow, Sam. That'll be a drive. Nathan Grubby Day. Is he up there he's, for it? He's, go, he's back from Bali and he's going to Cooktown. Oh, yes. <laughs> a little beauty. And Sunday we race at Gatton, not the Sunshine Coast, because they are the main meeting the Saturday after, of course, with the Mooloola Bar Cup kicking off the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. Comes around quick. Now you've uh, been – you have failed to mention – uh, the superstar, your superstar <laughs> horse, winning during the week in April or last week in April in Augusta. Uh, yes. Chris, oh, how good was that? And yeah. pockets must be full yeah, at was, those prices. $15. I ended up uh, at the casino in Melbourne and I was giving her a big cheer, I can tell you. Couldn't care what anyone thought. Apparently, apparently you were on the shots and you were sending yeah. a few text messages yeah, to did, Kelly Sweeter. I did send a message to Kelly Sweeter that just said, I love you, Kelly. So that could tell you that I'd had a few drinks by that stage. I'm glad that's all I sent. So there you go. <laughs> should take your phone off you when you've had a few too many drinks. Well so, done. Well it was a done. good time. So well done to well done to Callie and well done to CJ Graham, who just keeps riding this mare so well. So really good. Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> now, Sammy, as mentioned earlier, our first guest and our only guest today is Queensland's leading trainer, Tony Gollan. Of course, has Antino going around in the rich five diamonds at Rose Hill tomorrow. Tony, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. You're in Sydney where all the rain fell yesterday, but I believe, uh, just talking to you off air, it's uh, it's fine and sunny today. Uh, weather's beautiful down here. Uh, it's Br- it's Brisbane-like. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, Antino, we know he's raced uh, without, well, completely without luck this campaign. He's uh, had the one win from four goes, could have probably won three, maybe even four. He lines up tomorrow in the uh, the five diamonds. Just looks That race just looks perfect for him on paper. Yeah, well, this race has always been 
in our mind the whole way along. Our first sort of point of call, I guess, in the bigger races is head to the two-rack third up, and then I always sort of had enough petrol left to get here for the five dimes, just how we got here, and we're happy enough to go to Mooney Valley on the way. And He's arrived in Sydney last week. Uh, he settled in really well. He's really taken to his travel, which has been great, and the horse will present in very good condition tomorrow. Tony, I think the key to this race is the 1800 and just jumping and letting him get his rhythm. And he, I, I, he just looks like the perfect horse to be riding at, at this sort of trip. And just the way he has a, a big, you know, lovely action on him and just letting him cruise around. And I think he'll really love this this trip. Yeah, I totally agree, Sam. His whole pedigree, all his female pedigree is all about getting to this trip or even a bit further, to be honest. They're all sort of 2,000 metres horses, even a touch further. So I think he's just getting to his trip now. His best runs have been at a mile. Blake was adamant when he rode in that he'd get 2,000. He's a real 2,000-metre horse. He just wants to relax and travel, and, and he's got that lovely good good change-up of speed. So oh, I totally agree with you. I think the low draw is very important for him tomorrow. He, he can just dwell the start a bit. Sam can just give him a little click and just get him into a nice rhythm. You know, just on the back of the speed somewhere, third pair, something like that. And if he finds that position, he can get a trouble-free run. I've got no excuses with the 1800 at all. To be fair, you know, like his undoing in a couple of those those races have been because of the shorter trip and horses sort of coming around him at that awkward time mm. where you don't want to get you don't want to have to give him a squeeze to hold him out. You know what I mean? And and then after the race, you sort of go, "Geez, you, you know, the boat. Yeah, yeah, you sort of go, "Gee." I, it would have been better to sort of give him a squeeze and hold him out, but you, you're wary of doing that. Whereas I, I can't see as he gets out to like Tony says, ten furlongs. You're not going to have to do that because he's just going to be cruising the whole time. Would would that be fair, Tony? Yeah, I totally agree, Sam. I mean, he, he also can sustain a bit of a run. We've seen that with him in Brisbane. He can really pick up, and then he can then he can change gears and sprint. So. He's got a lot of attributes of a good horse, particularly a nice middle distance horse around that 2,000. So I think the 1,800 is absolutely ideal for him. The reason I left him at Mooney Valley for the mile, with this race in mind, I think he's just kept enough speed in his legs rather than already going to 1,800 or 2,000 and then coming to this race. I was just comfortable to keep him at a mile to be spot on for this. And I was super happy with the way he presented at track work on Tuesday. Looking at him here today in the sun at, at, uh, in Sydney, he looks amazing, the horse. He, he, he's in great shape. Uh, as for next preparation, any plans at this stage during the winter in Brisbane? Is that where you'd go or were you looking at uh, Sydney before then? No, we'll definitely be at Sydney in the autumn with him. Um, I think he's sort of shown this carnival that he's, he's good enough to be there and he's a horse that can handle wet and dry tracks. So uh, the autumn doesn't scare you. Sometimes yep. it does scare you if you've got an out and out dry tracker. The autumn worries you a little bit, but this horse can handle given the ground as well. So Sydney's a, a good option. I'd love probably to plan his prep similar to what I've done in the spring. Look at something like the Doncaster third up, group one handicap, and then look at my options from there. We'll definitely make our way back to Brisbane. Yep. But just in what capacity um, and what distances, I'll let the, the early part of the autumn tell me. All righty. Now at uh, Doombin tomorrow, of course, we've got the running of the Keith Noud, which is uh, sort of an unofficial start to the summer carnival. Uh, you got a uh, a good representation. I think you've won this race. Is it five of the last six years, Tony? Uh, well, some five of the last six. But I've won, I have won it five times, I think. There was a stat there. I'm not sure what it exactly was. But it's been a good race to me. And I'm, you're right in what you say. I always think this is the start of our summer carnival. We probably yeah. we talk more about the Swiss Ace meeting next week at the Sunshine Coast as our, as our start. But 
this is a start for me, and this race sort of puts a, a fair few horses on the trajectory of where they're going through this summer. Now, you've got three acceptors, Zarastro from A Good Gate and all that pizzazz and Comrade Rosa from Bad Gates. Uh, I love Zarastro, what he does, gets out in front and runs, and I loved his uh, trial win at Deegan recently. Yeah, well, he's got the, the added benefit of obviously being up and, and sort of fit and just able to back off him a little bit for this. And uh, that added fitness, I think, is a big plus. A difference, you know, Comrade Rosa, who's off a winter prep, who's first up with good improvement. So... He's really ready to go, this horse. He's in good order. He's drawing low. He's a lightweight. He's a good jockey on the nose. Him, and he's just in great shape and great form. He can handle a bit of cut in the ground, whatever track we get tomorrow. So, look, he's the logical favourite. It's just, I guess, how the race is going to be run with him and the horse drawn just underneath him is the only fly in the ointment. That's what I was going to say. Steady, ready. Now, he might push up and try and lead. If Sarastro has to sit second, don't see any issue there. No, I don't. It just depends on what they decide to do, those two. But the only yep. thing I don't want to see is a, is a speed duel. So I guess it depends on how our horse steps. He stepped much quicker than the other horse at the trials the other day and just got on, his, got on his bike. So he's a big, strong horse. And you just got to work with him a little bit. So, I'll, look, I'll, I'll leave it up to Ange as the gate's open. But, look, he's definitely the right horse for the race. we just got to execute the, the ride well. And uh, Martin Harley goes on to all that pizzazz. He's riding so well, Martin Harley. But uh, all that pizzazz, widely drawn. Uh, you don't have to tell me on air if you don't want to, but would you try to push forward and find some sort of a spot with all that pizzazz? I would imagine so. I'd imagine we'd just try and do something. What happened with Wood Day? Whether we can get yeah. that sort of luck again twice in a row is, is probably the million-dollar question, isn't it? You know, we've got the, the beautiful runoff of wide draw on the Wheatwood and... That's his pattern. His pattern is to begin and hold a spot handy to speed, hopefully with a bit of cover. He's got that lovely turn of foot. So I like him in the race. He's a bit similar to Zarastro. He's up and fit off a little freshen up now to be ready for this summer. So he's in great order. Um, the barrier just makes it harder for him. Marty Harley, he's having a lot of luck on horses yeah. off wide draws. I think he's the right guy to have on board. He's riding. Yeah, he's, he's riding really well. And he's been able to get a lot of horses over the line lately off, yeah. off very average draws. So... Well, I, don't, I don't think he panics. He's, he's very talented jockey. So the instructions will be to use his natural speed and put him into a forward position somewhere in the first three pairs. You wouldn't trouble the leaders, but if he's able to tuck in somewhere, second or third pair, he'll run well. Abounding and uh, Outlawed are the two that he's got across beautifully in the last couple of weeks. There's probably more. Yeah, there's probably more. Well, Miss Tambo, he rode her off a wide draw at the midweek. He didn't get he did. crossing with her. He's that three wide, but she was but still able still to won. win. He just kept the yeah. balance and... Yeah, and that's unusual for her to be racing without cover deep and still finish off. So he's got a lovely set of hands on him, Marty, and he's riding really well. He'd come and go up this horse on Tuesday, and he's very happy with him, So as we are. So he's had a bit of a feel for him, and you know, hopefully he can get a good run on him. But Zarastro's a testing material here. Good. Uh, race number three, we'll just run through a few of these runners because we've been waffling too much on the show already. So race three, you've got Morton Bay going around and La Takia. Now, Morton Bay, I know, is up in grade here, but I love the run last start because this pace was on in that race and stuck it out really well to the line, beat all by the winner. Yeah, she did. She dropped you know, pretty nicely in weight, 54 and a half. Here was CJ back on board. Uh, this rain about Brisbane on Friday morning. Big plus for her, early race in the card, bit of juice in the track. That'll really suit her. She'll race on speed with 54 and a half on her back and she'll give a great kick and she's better at 1,200 than 1,100. Yeah, I thought she was a good chance. Uh, I'll just Here, I got it. I got it. Go. Fifth position in race four. 
Tony, I'm getting a bit scared of this horse. <laughs> He's a bit of a... <laughs> oh, I'd be very scared of him. Um, we're going to try something completely different tomorrow and ride him dead quiet. We want yep. to do that a little bit, but he keeps just jumping well off low draws and putting himself there, and we're reluctant to drag him back. Tomorrow, just dead set out the back, put him in the back few horses in the run, put him to sleep and come with one run. He couldn't present any better. He's in great shape, and he's it'd been a good little money spinner without winning. Yeah. But we're very we're hopeful of a complete change in tactics that we can get the job done. Now, race number six, Black Max, Argyle Pink. I have done my agates on this a couple of times. I'm telling you, <laughs> she's going to And then Princess Rainey's. Tell me, Argyle Pink, is it going to salute one day? Well. A bit like Morton Bay, the, the sting out of the ground is a plus. Big plus for her. Put a set of winkers on to straighten her up, but I'm probably not going to have to worry about it now because she's just going to find the fence, isn't she? She's drawn to this jump on straight onto the fence. And if she can kick off the fence, you would have saw the other day when she come off, when she hit the front, she just wanted to lay in and she just cost herself not not just tracking, not tracking straight. Yeah. So with a set of winkers, she legs the fence and she can control. She's going to give a good kick. She's fit and healthy. She's always competitive in these races. Pretty open race, this, I think. Um, so it just depends on what sort of time she gets it up on pace. But given the ground, a set of winkers, finding the fence, several pluses. Uh, your other runner is in race seven, uh, the benchmark 68. You've got Caesarus going around from gate one, flying at Toowoomba. This is harder, but gate one certainly a big plus. Yeah, it is. Um, her only block was the Met Maze Metro meeting there, and she just she just felt the track was very firm that day. This will be a beautiful surface tomorrow. This tra- this race has changed a bunch with scratchings, hasn't it? It's yeah. Totally, totally changed with the dual dual acceptors all going to their different races. She'll race on speed. I don't think twelve hundred. The way that she's powering through the line of the thousand up there is, is a problem. So, if she runs at twelve hundred, she runs top three. How good is it having Ryan Maloney back, Tony? He just puts him in the right spots, doesn't he? Yeah, well, look, we're, for us as a stable, we're fortunate. You know, with Ryan Maloney, Jimmy Orman, you know, Ben Thompson, Andrew Jones, Marty Harley, look, we're, we're pretty fortunate with the jockeys we get to use. But it's good having Ryan back. I think Ryan's happy to be back. So I kept him very busy at the jump outs on Wednesday. There was sweat <laughs> flying out of him everywhere. I said, mate, the holiday is over. So <laughs> just to... it's good to have him back and keeping him on his toes. Just on Jimmy Orman, we mentioned at the top of the show, his five winners in uh, Jeb- Jebel Ali. Was that how you pronounce it? Jebel Ali, Jebel Ali last weekend. That was, that's great on an international stage for Jimmy, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome for him. He's, you know, he's a good, good guy, good rider. Um, you know, a little worky holiday over there for him and, and slurp five winners. He doesn't make mistakes on many horses, Jimmy Orman. He no. rides him. He's one of the most consistent riders we've got in Brisbane, as, as you guys well know. So... Fantastic to see him do it over there. And obviously, Mick Costa had good faith in him bringing him over. Why wouldn't you? You know, looking at the, the, dirt, the dirt racing over there, it was a pretty unflattering looking sort of affair. But he um, did a great job, Jimmy, as you'd expect. Sammy reckons he's going to come home covered in gold. Is that right? Yeah, he's going to get, get down that gold suit. He'll have chains around the neck. He'll be loaded up with gold. He's heavy enough as it is. He doesn't need chains around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't come back with one of them turbans on him and your gold turban. No, he's got the dish dash on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Tony, thanks for your time. He, he would have had a great time. Oh yeah, he's got a week guys. to go. Thanks yeah. for having me on. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks, I know. Tony. He's, well, he's back next week, I think. So yeah, he is. He's back for for the sunny coast next week, which I'm sure you'll uh, have plenty of runners. He we is. might catch up within a couple of weeks to get an idea of what you got.
uh, heading towards uh, the carnival and the Magic Millions, etc. So best of luck tomorrow. Hope Antino gets home and you train up a storm at uh, Doombin. Thanks, guys. Fingers crossed on all on all counts. Cheers. No worries. Thanks, Tony. Cheers. Tony Gollan joining us there, as he does regularly, Sam, giving a, a bit of a rundown of his runners tomorrow in uh, in two states. You little beauty. All right, time for a break. When we uh, come back, it's, as you would say, on the Darling Downlow, Sammy, tipping time. <laughs> this is the Punters, mate, on SEM. Sausage time, Sammy. It's sausage time. Have you got a snag for us? Oh, I've got a snag. I'll tell you who else has got a snag for us? David Fowler, our oh, favourite wow. race caller, who uh, labelled Daytona, a horse trained by Tony Gollan. We should have asked Tony about Daytona, but we didn't. Uh, a bit of a sausage at its last run just over a week ago. Let's have a listen. In the straight by the 300 metres, flag hall the leader. Maloney's asking Daytona to go now. There's not a lot of gas in the tank. Oh dear, it's Gonzo. <laughs> and so is the <laughs> so is the punter's money because he started a short price favourite, sat close handy and just gave absolutely nothing in the so sausage file goes. Daytona. I have a sausage for you. And he gets me all the time. Animate. He went round at Eagle Farm last Saturday, race eight, number two, animate, and he ran fourth because that's what he does. <laughs> He just does not win. But was it a good fourth? And, you know, I am sick of doing my pennies on Animate. So never again for Animate. You are a sausage. So a few going around. It'll disappear now we get to the carnival. But, gee, this off-season, there's a lot of sausages going yeah. around. Well, the last I see of... Uh, the less I see of Animate, the better. And, and I've given him so many chances, which I'm... No more. I'm not normally like that. I'm brutal. No. But, uh, anyway, he, he's my sausage for the week. All right, so Animate goes in and Daytona goes in this week's Sausage File. On the Gold Coast... In the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Due to lack of sunshine on the Gold Coast, as we speak to uh, to Blair Gibson, aka Gibbo from Race.com.au, Sammy, who's uh, trying to stay dry down there. Gibbo, yeah, a bit of a got your uh, umbrella up. Bit of a miserable, yeah, bit of a miserable sort of week on and off down here. Actually, don't know what what's happening each day. Oh, oh. Forecast hasn't been right, but I, I don't know what I'm uh, expecting every day. How's everyone been? No complaints. No complaints. We've had had a uh, big cup week. Looking forward to the final day tomorrow and racing, uh, of course, at Doombin as well. Did you tip the winner of the cup? Negative. Um, thought it was right there. Thought it was one of the main ones, but it wasn't uh, wasn't my main bet by any means, which isn't ideal. But geez, it was um, it was impressive. It was just as good as it was in the Caulfield Cup, and well deserved. Nice ride. Yeah, great. Jeez, it was travelling when you... Yeah. I love looking up on the corner in the cup and you're trying to pick which one's going good. And a few of them, the, the two Irish horses actually look like they were travelling, but they hit the front early and you look back and you've just seen the yellow weaving and just travelling. Yes. Never lo- never losing. No, he just got the gaps at the right time. So well done to uh, 
to Mark Sarah. Now racing, of course, on the poly track tomorrow, plus plenty of other uh, meetings to get our teeth stuck into. But before we do, two flogs. What's happening this week on the two flogs? Yeah, no, plenty on the two flogs. Um, sports show Thursday was good, but the one that's uh, dropped today, yeah, some hard-hitting um, facts. We talk talk about the Wiggles. Um, oh. And yeah, so we we talk we talk Wiggles and Captain Feathersword and Dorothy, which one we like more. But um, it's quite a funny little two-minute period there. So well worth to listen to the flogs this week. He's what about Jeff? Lunatic Curb. Was Jeff asleep? <laughs> yeah, missed the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Still Jeff hasn't fat. up that bloke. <laughs> hasn't, well, the story hasn't. was, is apparently it's what got us onto it. Apparently there's a story in South Australia where there was a festival and they'd set everything up for it. And then when it finished, there was a fair few homeless people and that um, took up took up home there because it was all set up. So they the people there are playing um, the Wiggle songs over and over to try and get them to move on. Playing Hot Potato over and over to... To drive them mad so they all leave. That would drive me mad. <laughs> it's all right once or twice, but uh, over and over, do your head in. Yeah, I've got a few other songs that I could add to the list that would get me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if anyone wants to listen to the Two Flogs podcast, where do they go? What do they do? Yeah, yeah, Spotify and Apple, probably the best two places. Most people have got access to either of them, so go along there and hopefully have a laugh while you're driving along. It's good if you're stuck in traffic, something to listen to. <laughs> Certainly, one sends you to sleep. That's for sure, which is a good thing as well. Now, what's <laughs> happening might, down at the what's happening? The road. Yeah, what's happening down at the GCTC, the Gold Coast Turf Club? Yeah, a little plug for the the site there. They've got the like the Gibbo's Tips page that people probably know about by now. Uh, if you go to the gctc.com.au, there's just a one stop page there where you can get some tips. But um, yeah, I actually think that the trial reviews and black bookers, I think we find just as many winners. So there was a good set of trials that. Um, at Bow Desert through the week that we've gone through uh, and added replays. And the main one people should be interested in is probably Troll 2, which was Alpine Edge and Deepaw. So both very good horses. Um, well, fair horses, I think, can just win their way through to when they get to their grand final and whatever they're aimed at. Um, Alpine Edge, I'm sure, will be the Magic Millions Day. Um, and uh, good stables, good horses. They were good trials, and they're ready to go when you see them at the races. Uh, speak of Deepor, now, at the top of the show, we mentioned Alion Chavez is back in town next week, and he'll be linking up with Deepor, you would imagine? Yes, I would think so. Yeah, right. I didn't realise uh, he was on his way back. But, um, yeah, yep. good affinity with the horse um, and just just seems to suit it. A bit patient, lets him get to the outside and then just let him down. Yeah, he uh, he rides the horse really well. So maybe that's the reason he's uh, he's come back. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. We'll find out. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I wasn't here last week, but the week before, I, I think he gave us uh, three tips maybe, and they all won. So Yeah, well, let's you know. just say that week was better than last. <laughs> He's been hot. <laughs> he has He's been, been hot. hot. He's always hot. <laughs> Not only in a tipping sense, Sammy. Look out. Get to the top of the list, Chris. <laughs> all right. Now, on, uh, we'll move right along. Oh, you're going to get me to plug my OnlyFans page. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got one? Yeah, good. No, no, stop it. No, not yet. Not yet. No, it's only a matter when of time. When the winners dry up, maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, that'll Give never, that'll in never the happen. Give the bungee smugglers. That's Give right. Or worse, smugglers. or less. <laughs> yeah, 
Down the Gold Down Coast. the Goldie, running, in, running into the surf with them on and out of them with, it, with them off. Yeah, stalk showing. <laughs> That's a good idea. All right, here we go. Winners for tomorrow, please. Uh, look, we've got to wait for the second half of the day. Um, I think race four, number three, Spirit of Heath, in the Canton Yard. Uh, look, third up here, set to peak, duck back to the inside. Look, the winner last start, just beaten on the line. Just think it finds a winnable race, and I think it can be winning race four, number three, Spirit of Heath. Okay. Um, then we'll go race six, number one, Divine Courage. Look, the get-back horses are always a little concerned, but most of the main chances here are get-back. So it might be a case of best ride wins, but this horse circled and went early. The run just told the last 100 last start. Um, again, does need a well-timed run, but I, I just think it's ready to win. So it, it can go close. Race six, number one, Divine Courage. Yes. And then price the only issue with the last one, race seven, number one, Dickensian. It's... Um, just a good on-speed horse. Takes a claim for a good apprentice. Likes the track. Just tick, 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 tick. Just hoping we get some black figures and, and finish the day off with a winner there. Okay, so race four, number three, Spirit of Heath. Race six, number one, Divine Courage. And race seven, number one, Dickensian from, for the poly track at the Gold Coast tomorrow. Just on that, before we get some tips for somewhere else, my, one of my horses burned me last week on the poly gibbo, Zumarudi. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. ran third in a field of four. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're owning winners at the moment, so tipping's oh, yeah. done. Ah, is it he just? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, it he right, just? Yeah, he's up One. and about. And then and then he's sending text messages to Kelly Sweet to say, "I love you." <laughs> what? <laughs> I may have. Yeah, yeah. I reckon about two minutes after it went over the line, I get one from him. Honey needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, none of this ever happened. You know that, don't you? Anyway, uh, tips for somewhere else. <laughs> Doombin, Flemington, Rose Hill, um, anywhere. No, I'm going to I'm gonna go Flemington. I was absolutely gutted. I've been waiting for a horse for two or three weeks. That was in Thursday. First emergency, 16 of them above him, not one scratching. Didn't get a run. So uh, Von Hawk <laughs> is in race one on Saturday. Uh, Von Hawk, race one at Flemington. Around four dollars, four fifty or something. So I was very keen Thursday. So I'm just, I'm just backing up. I just think it's ready to win. I think it's a horse with good upside. Um, I think it can win here. I think it'd be a good horse. I'm not saying it's a group horse just yet, but yeah, I reckon it could be the making of it if they brought it up to to winter up here in Queensland, win a couple of decent races, a listed race or something with it, and take it back down this time next year. But um, yeah, well, I, just, I think it can take that step. That's the plan them. these days. Bring them up here for the winter and just head back and win a Caulfield or Melbourne Cup, whatever you like, an Epsom. Name <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it does, it does work for them. And yeah, I think this is the perfect sort of horse for that. Like, lightly raced yeah. on the way up. Everest. Foot. Um, nothing, went, <laughs> nothing went right for it um, last start. Jamie Carter got caught wide, went, had to sort of push forward and it's a get-back horse and still give it a kick. Looked like it was going to win at Geelong, but... Um, yeah, they went over the top of it late, but it was still a good effort, I thought. All right. Anything else? No, I think I'll just leave it at that. I think the I think the poly track can all go very close. I think Von Hawk can kick us off early, put it in the pocket after that. Boom. There you go. Go nuts. There you go. Thanks, Gibbo. Have a great... Oh, excellent.
weekend. Best of luck tomorrow, and I hope you tip plenty of winners. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Legends. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Gibbo. Gibbo. As uh, Gibbo said, jump on that uh, page at the Gold Coast Turf Club for all Gibbo's tips, trial reviews, everything. He certainly knows his stuff. Tips a stack of winners, as we know. And he's also a great bloke, Sammy. Yes, he's a champion. One of the good guys is uh, is Gibbo. Now, tips for the weekend. Take it away. I am going to Woomba, race two, number four, Geraldine's Wish, for the Kevin Kemp stable. Kempy, we had Kempy on last week. Did you? He was down in Melbourne. He was down in Melbourne and uh, enjoying Melbourne Cup week. Doombin, race six, number five, Sergeant Holker, at $23 for Ryan Wiggins. Shout out to Ryan Wiggins, who came in... uh, Filled in for you last weekend. Lucky and I still got a spot. He was fantastic. Well. Tick, gave four tips. Four one. Unbelievable. And then Flemington, race six, number five, airman to beat Imperatrice. That's the airman that runs around in Sydney. This horse, He's a nice horse. He's a jet. He is a jet. To beat Imperatrice. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's going to have to take it up a few levels. Yes. But you better get you. There's some music. You better get your tips out. Actually, won't. I won't worry about mine. Everyone knows about them. I'm going to go with uh, the South Australian horse racing tips from at South underscore tips. Morfordville tomorrow. Race one, number six, Magic Max, the win. Three, number one, Halstat or Halstat each way. Race seven, number 10, Miss Kermie each way. And race eight, number two, looking, sorry, lovely, looking for the win. One, number six, three, number one, seven, number 10, eight, number two. I've got 30 seconds to go. Doombin, race two, number 10, Goblin de Quo, if there's money for it. Race three, number seven, Midnight in Tokyo. And I agree with Tony Golan. Race eight, number 10, Zarastro wins. I like the look of winning the last in Sydney, Sammy. Number 10, Gustosissimo. Race okay. 10, number 10. Thanks for joining us on the Pundas Mate SEN track. Catch us next week.